Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you, encourages you, and brings you closer to Jesus. Y'all, sound, y'all sounded great this morning. Y'all give yourself a big round of applause. You sounded fantastic. Um, a question came up a little while ago, and I want to make sure that we address it properly. And the question was, where is Justin Martin at? He hasn't been here in two weeks. Well, don't fret. He's still with us. But right now, he is in a hotel room in the Ukraine. And the reason he's there is uh, about a year and a half or so ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, the Lord spoke to him and his wife, Melissa, and uh, basically challenged them to adopt three children from the Ukraine. So last Sunday and this Sunday, uh, they're sitting in a hotel room right now with three kids that don't speak very much, if any, English, uh, and they're waiting to get their, their passports so they can get back home. And the, the, the prayer is right now, they were supposed to be gone three weeks, it looks like they're gonna actually be coming home this Friday. So Justin will be joining us next week right after Thanksgiving. So this is what I wanna do. He's watching right now. I know him and his wife are watching. So I want you to give them a big round of applause for what they're doing. Tell them how much we love them. So man, what a, what a good time. He's gonna have six kids. Man, six kids. I had a hard time with three, man. All right, so today we're gonna finish up. Um, it's, this has been my favorite series. Let me tell you why, because, and, and um, Alan actually said it in first service, this is what we want to be. This is not what we want to be, this is who we are. We're, we're, we're not trying to fabricate something, we're not trying to throw mission statements up and go, now we wanna be this, because these are things we've been for literally 17 years, and we, we do. We, we, we surrender to God's word, and we surrender to God's word, and because of it, there's life-changing power. I mean, we know what it's done. I can look at your faces. I, I've heard some of your stories about how surrendering to God has changed your life. Um, week two, I looked at this concept of we love. We love our neighbor and welcome them home. And I'm, I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time in the course of history that the world needs to hear that the church is for them, not against them, it's this period of time right now. And last week, man, Pastor Keith is down there at our Sherwood campus right now. Tell him how good a job he did last week. Sherwood campus, it's good to see you guys. But he spoke on we encourage right? We encourage. And then this week we're going to talk about a concept of extravagant generosity for the sake of the kingdom. It's not so Bobby could be made famous. It's not so the J that's out there could be lit up. It's so that Jesus can be just kind of made famous in the world that we live in. And if there's anything, that's, that's, our, that's who we are, right? So um, this message came about because I, I'm going to give you a little into the brain of Bobby. Don't stay there very too long. It may get a little squirrely, but I, I get the weirdest messages at the weirdest times. Anybody ever like... I hate this. I read church signs. Anybody read church signs? There, actually, there's a whole book I just found out about this week. And I guarantee you during my holiday coming up, I'm gonna be reading this because there's, and we'll never have a church sign out there that we put anything, but there's just amazing, stupid, ridiculous church signs right out there. Y'all read some of them, right? So I figured, let's just look at a couple of them. Now, some of these are offensive and I don't mean to be offensive. Like it's not my, like I, I, I'm not trying to create any tension here, but just let's, let's get a good laugh. We can use a laugh every once in a while, right? So here's one of the church signs that this is kind of a good one. I like this one. If you can put it up there, tweet others as you would like to be tweeted. And there's really good meaning there, isn't there? Like, like there's some social media protocols probably that somebody kind of was offended by. So they put this one out. This is another one. I like this one a lot. Um, do you know what hell is? Come here, our preacher. I guarantee you the youth pastor put that up there. He wants the preacher's job, right? So 
All right, so anyway. Um, honk if you love Jesus, text while driving if you want to meet him. Okay? It's true. Don't text and drive. That's the message of journey. So that's one of our we statements. Don't, no, it's not. Um, this next one, um, when I first read it, I was like, man, like, I don't want anybody ever to come to journey and think this, but it's kind of humorous. So, but it's, this is what it is. It says, stop, drop, and roll won't work in hell. Now, if I'm an unchurched person, I'm not going to that church. I'm just letting you know that, right? Like, that's not because I can kind of get a vibe of what it's going to be about, right? So this is one, actually, I saw in our local community. I came back to our team. Um, I went back to go get a picture of it. They didn't have a picture of it, so they, they found one. But, and, and you'll understand where we're going today with this, but this is what it says. When it comes to giving, some people stop at nothing. Basically, some people start at nothing too, right? So it's one of those deals where they just do nothing. And so it's one of those deals where the church actually, I, I know the, the pastor that put that sign up, and he said, you know, Bobby, bad, like we, we had it up for about an hour and people started sending emails and everything to us. And one of the emails they got, and, and like, I don't want to fabricate what the what case is. This is what the, one of the emails says, when it comes to churches, some only care about money. And I thought, well, that's not journey. That's, that's not how we are. And if we had a sign, which we don't have a sign, but if we had a sign, what it would say this week is, we absolutely practice extravagant generosity for the sake of the kingdom. We believe in generosity so much. And here's, here, here's the reason why. It's the heart of God. It started with the giving of, I mean, John three sixteen. It doesn't get any more than giving than that. For God so loved the world. If you never heard it, this is what it sounds like. If you've never seen it on a sign in a sporting event, I'll give it to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He gave. So we give because he gave first. We give because it's the emulation of what he is. We give, we are extravagant generous because he didn't give half-hearted, halfway. He gave the very best of the best. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross, to go to a tomb, to, to sit in that tomb for three days, to come out of that tomb, right? And, and, and eventually resurrect into heaven, and then it says, the Bible says, he's prepared a place for us. So the reason we are the way we are with our extravagant generosity is because he was that way first. And it's, the, it's the heart of God. And it's interesting, it's kind of like this, because we have a, I think we have a messed up mentality of, of how God is and what God does, and it's, it was really kind of came out of a story that I heard. Uh, there's this guy, and maybe some of you feel the same way, like, I would love to see the world, but this guy wanted to see the world. And so he decided he was going to start saving his money, and he was going to get on a cruise ship, and he was going to take a cruise. It was very expensive. So he kind of put himself on a restriction plan of his budget, and he started saving money, and he started kind of eating a, a, a little bit less, and, 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 you know, like, not as expensive, and he even stopped tithing. He stopped tithing to his church, which I don't think is a great idea. But he, he, so what he was going to do is when he got on the boat, because he heard how expensive the meals could be, he was going to bring, he was going to bring tuna fish cans and crackers. And that's what he was going to eat. So anytime he needed to eat, now it's, it's nutritious. Like when we go to Haiti, right? You've been to Haiti, right? Like we eat tuna fish down there because it's high in protein. Uh, and so, but like when you're on a cruise ship and you're watching people go to this bu these buffets, like you're like, oh my goodness, that's a buffet. And then, you know, not, not with COVID right now, you're going like, but but like, you know, your crab legs and, you know, flounder, you know, all this, you know, all this stuff. But he's eating in his room. So the very last night, I knock on the door. And it's one of the, 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 the stewards. And he comes and says, the uh, captain of the ship wants me to extend an invitation, a special invitation to you to come eat at the captain's table. And he says, the last night, they would like, he would like you to be his honored guest. 
And he goes, nope, thanks anyway. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? Like, thanks. Like, you don't turn down. He goes, the truth of the matter is I can't afford it. And he goes, afford it? He said, all your meals were included in your trip. <laughs> Do you know sometimes we look at God and we think the same thing? We think, you know, we got to be misers over here. We got to, oh, what, what? in the cruise of life, you know what God is? He's a gracious God. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or imagine. Take that one to the bank. And so one of the things we have to understand is extravagant generosity is the heart of the Father. And if it's the heart of the Father, it should be emulated by us in the world that we live in. Uh, the, and I, I almost didn't go this direction. I, I'm glad that after first service, like I was like, man, this was like really good. Like that message was really good, Bobby. I was like, no, I didn't say that. But it's, it's extravagant generosity is more than just money. It's so much more than dollars and cents and what's in your wallet. Because you know what I know? I know that there's, there's husbands and wives and there's moms and dads that are, that are so, so, so stingy with giving, giving credit or giving like, you know, like you're, you're a great job of encouragement. And I've literally been around sometimes husbands and wives that they'll never tell each other that they've done something good. Like you're the, you're, yes, you burnt it, but it's a really good burnt. Like you, you did a really good job. That was fantastically burnt. Like my, my, my daughter, she calls it caramelized in her house. It's fantastic. Like that was caramelized. And I'm thinking you've been watching too many TV, you know, cooking shows that you call, but, but I know fam, I, you know, I know this, I know employees and I know employers, I know employers that will never give credit to any of their employees because it's all about them. Now, I'll tell you one thing that I love, I love a journey. And I know this and you'll hear this all the time. I am not the smartest person at the table, nor do I want to be the smartest person at the table. I am, I am fine with not being the smartest person at the table. We have an amazing staff around this place that absolutely, I'm telling you, when it comes to their spiritual giftedness, they are excelling in their spiritual giftedness. But, but, but I know places that will never, ever, 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 ever give any type of encouragement to any of the employees. Because you know what happens in the business world? If I give you credit, you may elevate to a higher place than me and you may be wanting my job. And here's what I say, you can have my job. That chair has a lot of responsibility. You can have the job. But you know what I'm finding out? That God's, God's done something to me too to allow me to be what he's called me to be. But here's, here's another thing. You know what? And I've learned this. I know Christians that are selfish with their time and are selfish with their money. You know, one of the bad things out of all the things, there's been so many bad things that have come out of COVID, but there's been really good things too. You know that? Like we're gonna talk about some really good things in January that have come out of COVID. We developed some really good habits of spending time with our families, didn't we? So we're gonna talk about some, but you know, one of the bad things we recognize because of COVID how much the church has become a consumer-based organization. How people are just coming to consume. It's like going to a hotel sometimes. And we've become consumers instead of contributors. And God has never called us to be consumers. He's always called us to be contributors. So I'm finding that people are stingy with their time. They're stingy with their money. And COVID has brought sometimes the worst out in us. We feel like sometimes maybe you don't because you're spiritual. This is a spiritual group. Like our 1045 service, you're spiritual. It's the nine o'clock and the 1230 we got to worry about, okay? So I'm just going to like, they're not watching right now. So like I can say that publicly, right? You guys are the best. You're the best ones, right? But you know what's happened? We, we kind of look at the church like a hotel, everybody who's been, everybody's been to a hotel, right? Like you go there and when you walk in, you expect somebody to take your bags. 
And, and when you get, when you get, you know, you, you expect somebody to carry them up to your room. And when, and when you get to your room, you expect to have your bed folded back and you expect to have that cute little towel that's in the shape of a swan and everybody wants two mints. And after you've spent the night there and you go out and do whatever you're going to do recreation wise the next day, you expect to come back to the hotel and, and everything's going to be clean and, and, and they're going to make your bed and all that kind of stuff. And some people are acting like the church is the same thing. Like we come into church and we, we want the refreshments. We love coffee. If you're mad at the coffee not being here, there he is right there. That's the guy. We'll have coffee. We're going to have coffee next week. Y'all put the pressure on. No, I'm going to get a cup. And it's good coffee too. It's not cheap coffee. Like we, we, like we buy the best at Costco. You know, right here. And then you drop your kids off to free daycare. It's free daycare. And you let somebody else worry about your kids. Right? You can have them. I've had them all week. It's your turn. And some of you, I've watched you, you walk out without getting your kids. You, I find your slips on the floor. And I got to pick them up and go, okay, whose is it? Right? And then you come in and, and you, you, man, the music this morning. You know what's really cool? It's like this team is amazing. Like our worship pastor's not here. And people just dive and, and just, I mean, we were led into great worship this morning. And so it's one of those, and we, so we have a couple, you know, good, it's like going to a concert. See some of you flicking your, you know, whatever. <laughs> then you hear a really good message every week. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to your cars and go home. And sometimes we don't ever pay the bill. I, I, I don't mean... We're charging you. But if it's God's heart as a giver and we're not doing it, we're failing on our end. Extravagant generosity for the sake of the kingdom. Not so we can light the J up. Not, 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 not so we can have you know, Bobby's name and lights on the billboard. So we can make Jesus' name famous in the world we live in. So here's the deal. I have a feeling that some of us in this room have never, we're uncomfortable. Let me, let me put everybody these. We are not taking up an extra offering at the end of service, okay? So like, I'm not gonna pressure you in like, okay, I saw you walk in, like, let's put it out there. None of that. But let me give you some starting places. Like, because some people go, but I don't even know where to start. Well, here, start here. Start where you can. Do you know something? After this great message that you're gonna hear today about extravagant generosity, okay? You're not gonna go home tonight and go, okay, Tomorrow, I'm a philanthropist now, and I'm going to give all my money. No, that's not how it works. You got to start where you... Now, I'm not saying in five years or 10 years, you can't be. I'm just saying it doesn't happen that way. But you know what you can do? Financially, maybe. Maybe you give 1%. Maybe you start somewhere. Maybe, maybe, maybe go, you know something, God? I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing this thing. And just start somewhere. How about this? How about with your time? How about, how about with, you know, trying to give a few hours to helping a ministry out? Like, I, like, like okay, I get it. You don't like kids. That's, there's more ministries a journey than just kids. Right? That's why you're here. But, but you know something? Like, you could welcome people into the front door and just, like, everybody can do that. Everybody, but let's, let's have a test. Everybody do this. For some, it's harder than, than others, but, but everybody will get it, okay? Do your math like this. Okay, and then go like this. You're a greeter. You, you just got the job, right? Absolutely. So, welcome to journey, right? Maybe it is children's ministry. 
Maybe, maybe you think you can sing. We have tryouts for that department. <laughs> but maybe you have, maybe you have a talent, like you play guitar or something. Like, take some of your, take a little bit of a time. Don't just be a consumer and not a contributor. Don't just walk in and you know get your hour and five minutes and then go back into the world. That's not God's design plan for the church. This, by the way, the church is the hope of the world. It's not just the thing we do when we check off a box. This is the hope of the world. Jesus is going to change the world through his church. That's you. It's me. And then family. Maybe you're not a, a big person to compliments. Start today. Hey, you are amazing. I, I joke around a lot with my wife. And I, I, I realized I, I was doing something wrong years ago. And what I was doing wrong was I would tell you guys how hot my wife was, but I would never tell her. So I changed, I changed the script. I tell her all the time how hot she is. How about telling your wife if you're married? <laughs> I, had to, I had to process that. I'm sorry, man. I was like, don't tell somebody else's wife. Tell your wife. But like, you're still smoking hot. Like you're, you're, you're still, and, and by the way, guys, we need to hear I don't want to hear I'm smoking hot, but I, you do too, right? Like you want to hear, why are you guys sitting apart? <laughs> we have counseling coming up. I have some time next week. I just noticed that. David is one of our elders. Chastity is one of our employees. Didn't want her son-in-law sitting by himself, I guess. But anyway, but like we still need to, I, I need to hear, hey, I'm a knight in shining armor still. Right, Will? You want her to tell every once in a while, just like, you still rock my world, baby, right? That's what you want. So tell them right now. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm, procreation is a church growth system, so. Look for areas. See, this is what happens when you give me one week off. Okay, so here's the second thing. So the first thing is do, start, start doing something. Here's the second thing. And I almost titled this one like this. And I didn't want anybody to get offended. I almost titled it, Give Till It Hurts. But how about this? How about building a little sacrifice? How about in our giving? How about if we are, because that's what extravagant generosity is, building a little bit into our giving, building a little bit more, a little bit of hurt. So, so what I found out, there's people in this world that are great at giving, like they can write big checks out. Big checks are not a problem. But you ask them to come on a Saturday, the second Saturday, you, it's, like, it's like pulling teeth. And maybe that's, maybe that's where God's, that's the extravagant part. Like I can do these things that I do really well, really easily, but maybe what God wants me to do, the extravagant part, the sacrificial part is maybe doing a couple things that I'm not really, like I'm not real keen at or I'm not really good at or maybe, maybe it's an area of my life that, that I want to get better at. I love the way Matthew chapter 6, 21 says it. He says, for where your treasure is, think through this, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You want to do a little exercise today after church? Go to your Wells Fargo account, your South Trust account, or your Queensboro account, whatever account you have, and look at what you give the most money to. Because that's where your heart is. Ooh, 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 ooh. Or go in your garage. So I get up at 415, 420. Work on my notes for a little while. I go out to my garage and preach this message. My boat has been saved. (laughs) 
I'm preaching in my garage and get to this point. And I go, oh man. <laughs> Boats, not one set of golf clubs, multiple sets of golf clubs. Not a couple hunting outfits, hunting outfits. I, I, got, a, I got a house for my boat, y'all. My, my boat is in my garage, climate controlled. Where your heart is, where your heart is, where your treasure is, whatever you spend your money on, that's where your heart is. So let's make it and just put it in the right place. <laughs> Here's a, I, I, I know I got some deep thinkers in the room, so I, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to think about something. What could happen, seriously, what could happen if we got serious about generosity? Like, what would the world look like if we got serious about generosity? Like, like there's people starving in all these other worlds. We, we send people to Haiti. There's orphanages over there. There's, we've been to Dominican Republic. I have friends that are over in Kenya right now. Like, we, could, we, could somehow or another we, we destroy poverty? Could, we, could, could people have clean water? Could, people have, could, could there be medicine for everybody? And the answer is yes. So there's a group of people it's a husband and wife team. They're called the Empty Tomb Incorporated. That's what they call the, their, their, their ministry, Empty Tomb. And they have researchers on staff and they did research. And the research they did was that if every person, think, think through this, if every person in every American church that called themselves a Christian, not, a, not a, if you're a guest here, man, have a good time. Enjoy Journey. Coffee will be here next week. Get all you want. But if you come to Journey, you call yourself, this is home, they said, if 100% of those people gave a tithe, a tithe, okay? So if you don't know what tithe is, it's, a, it's found in the Old Testament. It's the law of first fruits. It was 10%. And so with 10% of your crops, 10% of your money, 10% of whatever you have, 10% of your kids, which a lot of you would love to get that one, 10% of your kids, but 10%, okay? If in the American church, listen to this, if in the American church, it's estimated that world hunger and world medical is about an $80 billion a year crisis. Do you know that every, if every American that goes to church, that calls themselves a believer, that asks Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior, they walked across that threshold and they, now they're, you know, they're going to heaven. If everyone, $96 billion would come in to the American church above what's already coming in. It, it, it stated this, with $80 billion, they can eliminate world poverty. Tithing Christians could also provide $7 billion needed to provide primary education for all children in the world. $5 billion needed to end preventable deaths of children under the age of five. We can do all that if everybody understood extravagant generosity. Now, I want to put you a little bit, let's, a little balance here, because I'm going to create some tension right now. Here's the tension. $14 billion was spent on the presidential and congressional Candidates, $14 billion. $14 billion. What could we have done with $14 billion? I could have ran for president. And my platform, everybody gets a nap. Galatians chapter six, verse seven. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. 
For whatever one sows, listen to this, you'll reap. Luke chapter six, verse 38. This is what it says. I love this passage. Give, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be the measure back to you. That's the answer to the problem. That, that's it right there, y'all. If you haven't figured it out, there's a couple really big truths right there. Some things, because Jesus is not talking honestly about our money. He's not talking about the secret to receiving money. He's not talking about the secret to, to accumulating money. He's talking right there about the secret of life. This is the secret of life. If you give, it'll be given back to you. And the way you give, it'll be given back to you. He's talking about everything. He said, listen, it, it could be forgiveness. It could be grace. It could be mercy. It could be whatever it could be. It could be an encouragement. Whatever you give, you're gonna get back. Here, here, I want you, we got to get this one. Extravagant generosity starts with you. It doesn't start with God, it starts with you. And so many times, you know what we do? We've got it backwards. We're living life backwards. What does it say? Give and it will be given to you. The first part of this process, this equation is us giving. We have to set the standard. We have to start the ball rolling with this concept of giving. Sometimes we wanna say it backward though. We want to go, you know something? I want to reap first and then I'll sow. I, I want all the blessings of God. Bring all the blessings of God. I want all the stuff. I want all the mercy. I want all the forgiveness. I want all that stuff. And then I'll start to do some of the other stuff. It's backwards. We're living life backwards when we live like that. I have literally heard people say, I will start giving when I have more money. And you know what I say to them? You will never have enough money, first of all, but you're probably where you're at right now because you're not giving. God will not be mocked. Give and it will be given to you. He, he's not a liar. He's saying, listen, if you want successful life, you give forgiveness, you give mercy, you give whatever it is. I'll start loving my spouse when she changes. Now, me saying it, it sounds backwards, doesn't it? But you know, a lot of us live it. A lot of us live in that. I'll show gratitude, you know, something when my life gets better. When my life's better, I'll start showing some gratitude. Until then, I'm just gonna be a mean old curmudgeon. I'll give 100% of my job, honestly, when I have a job worth giving 100% to. You know why you don't have a job that's 100% great? Because you work there now. You got a B.A. You know what that is? Bad attitude. I'll be loving and I'll be kind and I'll be supported. Whenever, you know, whenever I find that perfect person, that perfect mate. You know why you haven't found that perfect mate? Because you are not worthy of having a mate that's perfect. We, we got it all backwards. We want, we want all the good stuff before we've done any of the work. Give and it'll be given to you. The, the order... The order never changes. You give abundant. Anybody ever been around somebody that just smiles all the time? Yeah, Trey. Can't even look at him sometimes. His teeth are glaring so bright. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's contagious, isn't it? But you've been around people that are like, baptized in pickle juice, right? I mean, seriously, like, good Lord. 
Like you can't wait to get away from them. Nobody in this room. Can I give you an observation I've made? It seems like some of the most miserable people I've ever been around are the most miserable people I've ever been around. And you would think if they would have wanted something, they would have wanted some type of laughter or joy, they would have started producing that. And maybe they're miserable because they're miserable. Maybe they're miserable because they're making everybody miserable. Maybe there's a possibility that, that, oh my gosh, you may be the problem. Dare I say that? Dare I say we may be the problem? We're not offering forgiveness. We're not offering, we're, it's bitterness and envy and, and, and jealousy and all these other things. Maybe that's why our lives are so much chaos. So, what are you gonna do about it? Well, right now, right this very second, think about it. What's one area of your life that you need to start to develop some generosity? Build a margin of generosity in it. Here's the second thing. Extravagant generosity comes back around. And so, the other day, we do work hard around here. But the other day, I was asking where Will was at. And everybody was chuckling. Now, I asked Will to do a project for me, and the project was, can you buy me a boomerang? Everybody knows what a boomerang is, right? Boomerang. And I can't do this. Um, I was instructed by our insurance company and all our staff, do not throw this here. So um, I will not throw this one here. But um, I, I, I'm like, where's, where's everybody out? Well, four or five of the staff are outside because these came in from Amazon. And I see him, like, Will, like he's, a, he's pretty good at it. Like, he flings it, in the, and it actually comes back, well, kind of comes back around, but, like, there's a couple times it was like this, and you could just tell where it was going by his facial and his demeanor. It was like, oh, man. Because he would have to walk, like, a thousand yards to go pick it up. In theory, like, I've seen YouTube videos, okay? In theory, you throw this thing out, and it comes back around. And you know what I'm finding out? It doesn't work when in my, my hands. But what I want to find out is, that's giving, that's exactly how giving is. That what I throw out is what comes back. Now, I didn't make any promises about the styrofoam ones. So this morning, we only lost one ear and poked one eye out for a service. I think that's a win. So, Will, am I gonna try this? A couple elders, are we okay with this? Clay, we good? Okay, so... Shut your eyes if you don't want to get hit. So, I, I need that back, really. Not right this set. What we know, it didn't hit you. It's a flesh wound. I got two more. How much time we have? Oh, please. I do not need any encouragement. She's like, dude, what I dare you to do a double dog dare you. That's it. I just wounded a pregnant woman back there. Jesus said, watch this, watch. This is really good, y'all. All right, give and it will be given to you, okay? Good measure. Press down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. What you throw will come back to you. 
and he's using a market term. He's using, the, the description is this. They would go to the market and they would bring their sack, their, their, whatever they were gonna put all their, the barley in or the wheat or whatever. And a good, a good person, a person that was a good business person would take that, that barrel and they would, they would put it and then they would shake it. They would get it so it would pack down a little bit more. And it's the principle we talked about before. It's, it's the illustration where you take a pan and you put rocks in first and then you put sand and you know, any chance they, and you can put all the water in that. But what happens, they would shake it. And then what, if he was a really good business person and he wanted your business back, he would push it down. He would pack it in there tight. And then he would fill it and he would do the same thing. He would shake it and pack it down and then eventually it would be flowing over. That's what God wants to do with us. That's a good business person. Unlike Ruffles potato chips. Oh, oh, I got one better. McDonald's french fries. My wife is working pro presenter, so I'm gonna say it, maybe she won't hear me. I had a craving the other day for french fries and a vanilla milkshake. So I stopped at Riverwood McDonald's. It was a small, I'm not a glutton, okay? Small. I opened the bag up and there's three french fries. Oh, 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 no. I flipped my wig off. I was throwing things like I was getting ready to throw down. The lady comes walking out to somebody else. I said, and she could tell by my, my tone of my finger. It, it wasn't that finger. It was this finger. I was like, come here. I need your help for a second. And I said, what is this? And she goes, French fries. I said, how many are in there? She's a Greenbrier graduate. I'm assuming she can count. Three. Three French fries. And I said, is this a small? Well, some must have spilled out. I said, yeah, probably back into the pan where the French fries are. And I said, I would really like you to upsize this to a small. Like, I want you to supersize, or I'm going to supersize something in a minute. And so it's like one of those deals like, bad business. This is a promise, y'all. Give, and it'll be given to you. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your lap. He says, the amount that you give is the amount that you get back. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you don't give forgiveness away, guess what's gonna happen? You're not gonna get forgiveness when you need forgiveness. If you don't give grace away, you're not gonna get grace. He's referring to a moment where he says, listen, I wanna pour out my blessings, but it's based upon your faith in me and what you're throwing out there. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, one gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and he suffers want. That doesn't make sense, does it? Or does it? When I give, and I give, I give plentifully, got measured, pressed down, shaken together, running over, he'll be put in your lap. That's the principle of God. The most wonderful news in the world is this works in every area of our lives. If you, if you, if you throw out on the water grace, you're gonna get extra grace back. Forgiveness, you're gonna get extra. If you're nice to people, you know what happens? Now, sure, there's gonna be some, somebody that's gonna, but if you're nice to people, you know what? I smile at everybody most of the time. Right? 
You know what people generally do? They smile back. Thanks, Trey. I needed that smile. Watch this. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he repays them for his deed. You know what he's saying? He takes care of it. He gives it back. Now, here's the problem. If you do it in the negative way, it impacts negatively. If you don't give grace, guess what you get back? It's pressed down, shaking together, and all that stuff, but it's the bad one. If you're not giving forgiveness, if you're always correcting people, you're always critical of somebody, that's what's coming back to you. Whatever you throw out is what you get back. Let me give you a third thing. We're gonna close right here. Extravagant generosity sets the standard for extravagant blessings. Extravagant generosity sets the standard for extravagant generosity. For with the measure you use it, We'll give you a measure back to you. So whatever you give exponentially comes back to you. I, I don't know what it looks like in real, in, you know, in, in the real world. Like, you know, is it a dollar and God gives us? I don't know. It, it works differently for everybody else, I, uh, for everybody. But I do know this, God blesses people that way. I'm sitting here going, I want God to bless me generously. So you know what that means I have to do? I have to bless people. That's why we say, for the sake of the kingdom, this is not about me. This is about what I can do for for people. This is how I can expand the kingdom. This is how I can make Jesus' name famous in the world we live in. Extravagant generosity for the sake of the kingdom. Now, I was sharing a minute ago about this year's been tough. COVID's been, it's been tough on businesses. It's been, it's been tough on cities. I was talking to a friend of mine this past week that a lot of his income comes in just from the masters. And obviously they didn't do the masters and then they didn't have patrons in November. And I heard a rumor, I hope it's not true, that they're already talking about no patrons in April and coming back big next November. And I'm like, it's hitting us hard. I was reading some reports about how it's hit some other areas. And probably nobody's ever heard of this little city. It's a little city in Alaska. Uh, it's, uh, it's Gustafus. I think that's how you pronounce it. And they have like 460 something people. They have no roadways in. The only way to get in is either a plane or a boat. And the next closest town is seven miles. And so they were bringing their food back and forth. And then in April, they shut the town down and they shut basically the state. And so no food was getting there. There was a guy, his name was Atashu Parker. He's a local there. And he owns a little store called um, Ice Straight Warehouse. And it was just like a little grocery store. Um, But what this guy would do, and he decided to do because he realized that one person can make a difference, is he had a a 96-foot barge. And he would take a seven hour ride through this icy straight, this ice straight place. It's dangerous. He would take seven hours and he would go to the, the, the capital of Alaska and go to the smallest Costco in the entire world is up there. And they started naming, it's funny, when he started bringing this stuff back, his name is Tashu. They started naming his place Tashko because everything had Costco written on it and Kirkland's and all that kind of stuff. But the mayor of the town said that this one man 
single-handedly kept that town alive. One person. One person. Every week, seven hours there, seven hours back, $20,000 worth of goods. And it made me think, what could God do with one extravagant giver in this world? And then what could he do with a faith community that's filled with extravagant givers, with people that understand the reason, not to keep the lights on, not so I can drive a nice car, not so we can make Journey famous, but that Jesus' name would be lifted high in this community. What could God do with 100% of the people that call this place home? They became extravagant with their time, with their talents, and with their treasures. Let's pray. We, these aren't things we want to be. These things, these are things we are. And there's probably people here, maybe for the first time sitting in seats going, I like this place. I want to be a part of this way. There's probably some people in this room right now, maybe watching us online, maybe over in the atrium, down in Sherwood are going, I like the part he talked about that God gave his son. And I've never made that decision. And today, I want to be a part of this faith community. I, I, I want to surrender like we talked about week one. I want, to, I want to surrender to God. I'm going to surrender to the Jesus of the word that we believe brings transforming power. If that's you today, there's no special prayer you have to pray. There's no walk that you have to walk. There's not a room we're going to take you to and there's not a card that you have to fill out. This is a conversation between you and the God of all creation. It's simple. Thank you for giving your son, Jesus, for me. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. I accept you, Jesus, into my life. I need your help to overcome the things that are it's going on, but I want to make you number one. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or help taking your next step, email our team at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.